Welcome to Podland, the last word in podcasting news. Pinch Punch, it's the first of the month. It's the first of September 2022, the start of International Podcast Month, apparently. I'm James Cridlin, the editor of Pod News. And I'm Sam Sethi, the MD of River Radio, the podcast first radio station. He is. Podland is sponsored by Squadcast, the remote recording tool that creators love. Squadcast has just launched version 5 with new features and a new look. 4,000 hours of high-quality audio is remotely recorded every week using Squadcast. And we're sponsored by Buzzsprout, podcast hosting made easy. Last week, 3,216 people started a podcast with Buzzsprout. And now there's Buzzsprout ads to grow your podcast wherever it's hosted. Indeed. Podland is where Sam and I review the week's top podcasting stories covered on Pod News. Last week, I was at Dallas at Podcast Movement, while Sam was in a hot tub in Cornwall. (laughs) (laughs) I was indeed sipping some nice fizzy bubbly stuff. Now, uh, a quick reminder, Podland can sometimes be quite long, but we support both transcripts and chapters. This allows you to jump to the part of this podcast that interests you the most. If your podcast app doesn't support transcripts and chapters, then grab a new one from podnews.net forward slash new podcast apps. Indeed. So uh, I had great fun uh, in uh, Dallas uh, last week at uh, Podcast Movement, Sam, and uh, your your presence was missed. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Yes, I, I felt very warmed by the fact that uh, uh, there was a picture of me and you on the stage. So tell me, James, because I have massive FOMO from not being there. Uh, so many people I wanted to meet, Adam and Dave being top of my list. Um, what was a Podcast Movement like? What was Adam Curry's and Dave's presentation like, and what was the big takeaway, I guess? Yeah, well, I I mean, podcast movement was massive, as it uh, usually is, Um, and uh, this time uh, there was a whole Sounds Profitable day before the main uh, conference, uh, which was fun, lots of excitement, lots of drama, uh, which I'm not going to go into, Um, but also Adam Curry, the podfather, of course, speaking with Dave Jones at Podcast Movement. I hear in the Podcasting 2.0 podcast, I hear that this was the fourth time that they have ever actually met in person. Uh, I always thought they went together like peas in a pod, but um, uh, they, they do, but only only on a virtual uh, way. But um, it was a super good presentation. Dave was excellent. He talked exactly to time. What a professional. Um, and uh, Adam explained the history of open podcasting. Dave went through every single feature available in the new podcast namespace. Did a really good job at, at that, but also... Uh, both Dave and Adam had lots of meetings with lots of people uh, and I, I think really uh, moved forward the use of the new podcast namespace and the index. So uh, great to uh, see them both in the flesh, so to speak, um, at the event. Yeah, and tell me a little bit more. I mean, Edison Research had a big reveal. The new report came out from them. Yeah, so Edison Research shared some more data from um, their research that they uh, come out with. Gabriel Soto doing a a fantastic job, and it was good to see uh, Gabriel there. I believe that there's going to be a webinar version of that in the next week or so. So those of us who didn't see it, because I I was in meetings, those of us who didn't see uh, Gabriel's... That's what you um, call it now. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, genuinely was a meeting. Um, So those of us who didn't see Gabriel speaking... uh, We'll be able to see um, his uh, thing as a webinar later on. Uh, Sounds Profitable was uh, is also now available as a webinar on the uh, Sounds 
profitable website, soundsprofitable.com. Uh, there was also the launch of a brand new thing, which I'm uh, involved with as an advisor. It's called the Podcast Broker, and it's a really smart uh, tool that basically allows you, if you get bored with your podcast, maybe you've um, grown it to a point where you don't think you can grow it any further. Maybe you've said all that you can say about a particular subject. You can sell that podcast just like you can sell any other business. It's a product called The Podcast Broker, uh, which is the brainchild of Heather Osgood, who's also True Native Media's founder. Um, and um, yeah, and it's uh, pretty cool. So hopefully we'll get Heather on a future podcast here. James, YouTube and Twitter launched their podcasting offerings. Let's start off with YouTube. So yes. I know you had the big uh, exclusive back in March, but they've launched a page fundamentally from what i can see um what's been the feedback what's your thoughts on youtube's new podcast announcement yeah it's a bit of a weird um thing that they've launched basically they've rolled out something called youtube.com slash podcasts which um you can or can't see in the u.s depending on you know, what your account is uh, set to randomly. It's a page which contains um, what YouTube thinks are podcasts, popular episodes, playlists, recommendations. Um, There seems to be no way of adding podcasts into there. There's no functionality around RSS. Um, There's none of that. I asked, well, how do you appear as a podcast in there? And uh, the new PR person that I found at YouTube basically said, oh, it's it's all pretty uh, editorially focused with a little bit of uh, algorithms in there as well. I was hoping to be wowed um, by YouTube's um, podcasting launch. It's certainly, you know, it's certainly lacking quite a lot of whelm. I am most certainly (laughs) underwhelmed. <laughs> at the launch but you know it's a good start um it's only available in the us uh, which is one of the brain dead things that uh, american companies do um so uh, that's a little bit of a frustration but uh, you know i mean it's a good start at least kai chuck was speaking at podcast movement um and said you know not frankly very much other than Again. the fact that they will continue to iterate on the you know the the current page they plan to launch new features to enhance the podcast listening experience um a little bit later but that's sort of basically where they've where they've got to i think yeah i mean i i put on a a vpn and went and had a look at it and then i took the vpn off straight away there wasn't very much in there um we do have a youtube page i mean i think we've got 20 or so episodes now on our youtube page um we use headliner to automatically post to it um i did look at some of the other people's reactions to it uh annalise nielsen from pacific content everyone is concerned about what to do with podcasts on youtube but no one seemed 100 percent sure on the answer yet which is pretty much where i think he was saying um i did look at b andrew uh scott he's put up a youtube podcast about it um yeah i think he's opening line was after about a few minutes of explaining was it's destined to die and be forgotten which was uh, pretty um accurate do you think <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you only launch something that works um in the us and only works for some people uh facebook's done that uh with facebook podcasts it was a complete failure because um amazingly podcasts are global in nature 
Um, so you might not want to, um, you know, launch um, uh, signposts within the app to the podcast page, but make sure that the podcast page works to everybody across the world, because otherwise that's a complete waste of time. So I think that's a bit of a misstep. Interesting to see NPR adding more than 20 of their biggest shows onto YouTube. Um, it's clearly something that YouTube and NPR have been hatching because that came out basically a day after the YouTube podcasts section, which YouTube haven't officially launched. It just has suddenly sort of appeared, um, you know. So uh, interesting to see, you know, NPR launching that. But, um, you know, as I say, it, it's something which is... Um, not a fantastic uh, initial launch. It seems um, not only minimum viable product. It seems it seems that there's virtually no product there at all. Yeah, but you did have an exclusive on Pod News from a company called Studio Seventy One, which said they were releasing more than a hundred shows on YouTube, and that had led to the company doubling its podcast audience in twenty twenty two. It's a great place for podcasts to promote themselves. I've lost count of the amount of times that I have been in YouTube um, using YouTube to see pod news being recommended to me. Um, but that doesn't um, escape from the fact that pod news's episodes there get about thirty plays. Um, so you know, not not massive. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's certainly a place to market your shows. And Studio 71 have basically said that by simultaneously releasing their shows on YouTube, that has essentially doubled their podcast audience, not their YouTube audience, but their podcast audience, uh, I think underlines the fact that it's a good place to market yourself. But that's probably as far as it goes. Yeah, B. Andrew in his video, and I will put a link in our show notes, mm. said, you know, the positive side of the youtube was you know better discoverability good community uh, and again it goes back to comments being one of the youtube strengths um obviously there's a lot of work going on with the podcast index uh, community to yeah. put cross comments in but we're not quite there yet um so yeah i think you know uh, it's the thing that kai chuck said was the big thing at the podcast movement in la you know we have comments in youtube so I guess the yeah. community now needs to remove that one single, I guess, benefit advantage that YouTube seems to feel it has. Um, and then what, what's the benefit of YouTube beyond that then, I guess? Yeah, indeed. I mean, apart from being the second largest search engine in the world, which I guess is one thing, I find it interesting. Uh, there was a new podcast launched yesterday called My Duvet Flip, um, which is um, being released on uh, TikTok and on uh, YouTube um, uh, only. So they're not releasing it on any of the existing podcast platforms. They're just simply releasing it on uh, TikTok and YouTube, which is, um, I mean, you know, it's a strategy. Not, not entirely convinced about it, but still, there we go. Yeah, I think the next one, though, is... Uh going to be another interesting platform that announced as well i think you were having a beer at the time um podcasts are coming to twitter was announced last thursday so come on tell me what are your thoughts now on twitter getting into the podcast game Yes, well, it's a, it's a very peculiar um, integration. So shows are appearing in the new Spaces tab, which has a picture of a microphone and that sort of thing. Um, but it's not really a podcast app in that you can't choose individual shows. You can't even share. Um, it does use RSS, apparently, but it's curated from what people you follow listen to and what people you follow share. 
and basically gives pre-selected shows in topic-based playlists. Um, so, and there's no ability to add your own RSS feed. So again, I've got no idea how to get this show on there. Um, and again, it's being uh, it's only available to people. Um, around the world who use English as their interface language and it's only available to random people. So it's not available to me, for example, in either of my two main uh, Twitter accounts. So, uh, you know, so I can't actually see it. But um, Miss Eileen, Eileen Smith, has uh, shared a good uh, video of um, how the thing works um, and uh, the types of uh, shows on there. But, you know, I'm not entirely convinced that there's a plan for basically giving people a bunch of different shows and saying, you know, you might be interested in those. But again, it might be good marketing for individual shows. Who knows? If you were a betting man, James, um, what would you say? Do you think this will go the same way, i.e. YouTube and Twitter as Facebook? Or do you think they will enhance it and add features that make it much more attainable for most podcast users? If you look at them separately, so Twitter is not trying to be a podcast app. It's trying to add additional audio into its app that people might find interesting. So from that point of view, I think it's absolutely fine. It's not going to change anything much. Um, But I think that that's an absolutely fine thing for Twitter to end up doing. And who cares if that wins or or loses, you know, if that fails or not. Um, You you know, it'll still be there. Uh, The YouTube thing... um, I mean, I found it interesting when I was uh, chatting um, to Google in uh, the beginning of this year, they were basically telling me, you're not going to see very many changes to the Google Podcasts app this year. Um, and, uh, you know, they said that they're uh, you know focusing more on search and, that, and that's all absolutely fine because that's the department that puts the Google Podcasts app together. Um, if the plan is to replace Google Podcasts with YouTube, which may or may not be a plan, then that's something to, you know, sort of really think about in terms of what the benefit of that is going to be. And I'm not entirely convinced that the YouTube experience as it currently is, is going to be a particularly exciting one. Yeah, I th- there was a song, You're Everywhere and Nowhere Baby, and that's what I feel right now, that you feel you have to be. I mean, looking at it, you've got, you know, the traditional platforms, Apple, Spotify, and, mm. uh, and everywhere else, or the directories, and now we're adding YouTube, Twitter, and it seems even Substack's getting into the game as well of podcasting. Um, yeah. Do you think as a podcaster, if you were having to market your own platform and podcast, which we do as well, should you be spread so widely? Should you be everywhere? Or would you say focus back on one or two places only? I mean, I I think, you know, being everywhere makes sense if you can be everywhere uh, cheaply without much additional hard work. And I think that's the thing here, um, making sure that it... Um, you know, making sure that you can be in all of these platforms, um, but making sure that you're not spending an awful lot of time doing so. I wouldn't be on YouTube for the um, Pod News podcast if I had to spend any time doing it. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a script that r- produces a video version on uh, my computer, and it's a bit of Zapier that gets um, the podcast up there. 
Um, and I'm very happy with that. And that's a, a cool thing. Um, if I had to sit and upload that podcast every single day onto YouTube manually, that would be an utter waste of my time, <laughs> given the amount of people that actually use it. Um, but I think, it, you know, it's worthwhile going there. And let's not forget, you know, YouTube is massive. YouTube um, is already selling audio only ads in uh, quite a few parts of the world. YouTube has a mechanism by which it can pay creators in virtually every country in the world. Um, and uh, YouTube has, um, you know, automated um, systems that will sell uh, pre-rolls, post-rolls, mid-rolls uh, into your uh, video, certainly. And so there's no reason why it couldn't be into your audio as well. Um, all of that means that YouTube might be an amazing place to earn money from your content uh, in the future and might be a fantastic um, podcast uh, platform. But I think it's rather too early to uh, tell. And while they're being, you know, so um, uh, myopic to only launch it in the US and only to certain people in the US, um, then uh, I don't think it's going to move the needle at all. Hmm. Now, talking of earning money, uh, Chris Messina, friend of the show, captured a post that shows that Spotify has turned on the live experience for ads. James, tell me more about this. Yeah, so this is um, a very neat thing, and um, it occurs to me that this is possibly something that we should be um, submitting as a pimp. Um, as a new uh, podcast namespace idea. Um, the idea is as you listen to a podcast and it serves up some ads in the podcast, then you can actually see that company's logo. You can see a call to action within the podcast app. And, and we shouldn't probably forget that most people are listening to podcasts with their phones in their pocket. They're not looking at their phones. So what the benefit here is, is that you... Uh, grab your phone out of your pocket once you've finished listening to a podcast and on the screen there are all of the um, uh, calls to action for all of the advertising that you've heard through that show um, and you can see that there's quite a lot of benefit there it would be quite nice I think to think about something similar for um, podcasting 2.0 apps um, that uh, might be able to show the sponsors or any other calls to action in a really clear manner um, within the user interface. Um, and that's not necessarily chapters. I think that, that that's something a little bit different. But, um, you know, maybe that's something worthwhile having a look at um, so that they actually appear, you know, directly in the, in the UI. How do you submit your podcast then to have this feature turned on? Because it feels that only a few podcasts have been given the privilege. So I think, and alongside that and these transcripts that seem to have appeared in um, Spotify for certain shows, I think it is a Spotify original thing only. So if you are not using RSS, you're publishing through Spotify's own, you know, uh, model, um, and you are a Spotify show, then that's how you get the sponsored tags in that's how you get a transcript tag in and very and various other things um i don't think it's available for the likes of you and i because spotify don't play nicely with rss mm, okay yeah that makes a lot of sense um the other thing that the eagle-eyed amongst us had noticed mm. um was spotify now claim there's five million two hundred and ninety thousand three hundred ninety six 
podcasts in their index. That seems yeah. a lot more than everyone else's. Indeed, 5.2 million uh, or 5.3 million, if we're going to be strictly accurate there. Um, yes, they, they, they will certainly have an awful lot of crap in there, uh, as well as some <laughs> of the good ones. Um, but uh, that is an awful lot of podcasts. Just to compare that, Podcast Index at the moment is uh, quoting 4.1 million as the total amount of podcasts in their index. Um, of course, Podcast Index does get rid of um, some crap abandoned shows uh, through an algorithm that they have uh, published. So, um, uh, so you can probably surmise from that that Spotify aren't. Apple are listing 2.4 million. So, you know, again, Again, um, you know, a significantly smaller uh, amount, but um, given that uh, currently at least you have to pass a human approval process to get into Apple Podcasts, one would assume that that has weeded out quite a lot of the crap in there. Uh, for now, James, for now, because uh, one of the other things that Apple announced was a number of changes to the platform's RSS requirements in 2023. Um one of the big things, of course, was no more email addresses in RSS feeds. But the other thing was the way that you submit your podcast is going to be easier. Yeah, and I think this is actually this is a really good move. You will submit your podcast. It will automatically and instantly get into Apple Podcasts. But it won't appear in search or recommendations until it has been approved. So basically, you appear instantly. You can start sharing that link. You can use the Apple Podcasts marketing tools to share the fact that you're on Apple Podcasts and all of that. But it won't appear in search, in recommendations, and presumably in the API until... Uh, it's uh, been manually approved by the Apple Podcasts folk. Um, and I think that that's a really neat plan that basically gets rid of one of the problems um, that, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts tool has uh, given us, which is that you're never quite sure when your podcast is going to be available in Apple Podcasts. The quick answer is you'll be available instantly. You just might not be able to be searched for uh, quite instantly. But I think that that makes an awful lot of sense, as does getting rid of email addresses from RSS feeds. And in fact, I've already pulled out the email address from the PodClock uh, podcast that I do, uh, uh, which is an automated um, podcast, which is a fee, uh, feed checker. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing whether um, the absence of those tags is going to break anything anywhere. My suspicion is it probably won't. Um, but my understanding is that Apple podcasts, even now, don't actually need an email address in the RSS feed. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's a great move. So does that mean the verified tag that was being discussed a few weeks back in the namespace is needed or, or, or should that still go ahead? I mean, it's needed for other people um, that want to uh, verify that a person specifically owns a podcast. Um, Apple is uh, hoping that the only people who submit a show into Apple Podcasts are those people that actually own the podcast anyway. Um, and that may or may not be the case. Um, but that's what Apple is um, is uh, rather hoping. Of course, you still need to sign up for an Apple ID 
um, you know, an iCloud account and all of that kind of malarkey in order to actually get something into the Apple Podcasts app. So um, I think from that point of view, um, that's going to be easy. But yeah, if you are wanting to claim your show in Podchaser or in, you know, others of these uh, services, then there might not be an email address in there anymore. Um, And um, those uh, websites and those uh, services would be um, you would imagine scrambling around trying to work out how they're going to accept um, podcast claims in the future once Apple does um, d- does uh, get rid of the uh, of the uh, email you know addresses there um, uh, and that's where a podcast verify tag might work um, but again you could just hide behind terms and conditions saying you can only submit your own stuff mm. now. One of the other changes, and something I'm not quite sure about, so I'd have wanted to ask you, they're going to support something called an e-tag. What's an e-tag, James? So an e-tag is um, a really easy way just to check that an RSS feed has been updated. There are two ways of checking whether or not something has been updated when you go and uh, have a look at it on the internet. Um, One way is to check when it was last updated and there's an HTTP header for that. But that's not always correct. That's not always actually showing you when the last piece of information was put into that particular um, um, uh, RSS feed. And so what an e-tag is, is it's just um, a bit of random text, which if it changes, you know that the content of that feed has changed. Um, And there are lots of things that support that. There are lots of podcast apps that already support that. And what it basically means is you can just ask for the HTTP headers. You don't need to ask for the full RSS feed. Um, That will dramatically reduce the amount of bandwidth that uh, people are using. And uh, everybody should be supporting eTag as of now, Um, but uh, everybody isn't. And it's great to see that Apple will be supporting that in in, uh, the near future. I think that's a a good move from them as well. So no chance of them supporting something like Podping, though? Um, I think Podping is a little bit different. um, And uh, I'm sure that there would be a chance of them supporting Podping, you know, as we move forward. I think uh, currently, though, um, you know, supporting eTag is a good halfway house of essentially Apple not having to pull down a full RSS feed every single time it's checking, um, just uh, checking the eTag at the beginning and going, OK, well, I don't need to download that, um, you know, is a good plan. So um, so that doesn't stop them from asking, you know, stop them from looking at Podping in the future. But it does mean that um, they are. Um, making their systems uh, much less bandwidth heavy, which is a good thing for everybody. Now, moving on, uh, Olby, which is the micropayments wallet that's been um, used by you and I and many other people, uh, Mm. has unveiled an API. The product is a simple-to-use Bitcoin wallet and a browser extension. Um, Have you had a chance to look at the API? I don't know when you'd have a chance, by the way, with the insomnia (laughs) that you had in Dallas, the flying that you've been doing, but... I'll ask anyway, have you had a chance to look at the API, James? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to have a look at the API yet. But what I have been working on is supporting WebLN, which is essentially the standard that Albi supports, as well as other um, similar Bitcoin wallets, um, to enable boostergrams directly from PodNews um, podcast pages. Um, so that's certainly something that I have been looking into. Um, in fact, if you view the console on some of the 
the latest podcast uh, pages, then you'll see a little a little note if you are using uh, Albi. But um, I, I haven't added anything more in there. But yeah, you know, um, uh, Albi is um, you know part of this Web LN uh, specification, and um, you, you know, it, 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 in the end, I would like to see if you've got Albi installed, then I can give you additional features to help um, support creators. And I think that that would be a good plan. Um, Albi's also unveiled a partnership with Podverse, uh, which is a very excellent podcast app, and that will allow listeners to use their Albi wallet to send boosts directly to podcasts, uh, which is uh, very neat. They're supporting boosts from the get-go. They're not supporting streaming sats yet, but they will doubtless be supporting streaming sats at some point in the future. But um, good to see a little bit of movement there. Yeah, I mean, I caught up with the guys at Albi this week, and hopefully next week we'll have a little announcement from them. But um, I also use the Podverse client to integrate with my Albi wallet. It's very nice that now I have a wallet that I can send and receive sats as a creator, but also uh, I have an app that I can actually use the same wallet for as well. Now, uh, moving on, uh, a third-party app called Podify has appeared on Android. Yes. So I've yes. never seen it. Um, and But it's meant to help you use uh, Spotify with better playback. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's a weird old thing. Uh, I have tried it, but it's um, yeah, it's not it's not great for me. Um, it's basically a better um, podcast app, but uses Spotify as a player. So if you want a decent podcast app experience, but you want to listen to Joe Rogan, then with Podify you can use it. You end up logging in through your Spotify account, and you also need the Spotify app on your phone as well, and it talks to the Spotify app um, uh, in your phone, but basically gives you a different interface. I thought it was interesting. I'm not entirely, and and um, and legal, but I'm not entirely convinced as to what user, um, you, you know, user need it's there to actually fix. Um, my my suspicion is it's not fixing an awful lot, but you know, quite fun to end up seeing that um, using the API. Um, so that was pretty cool. Now, uh, moving on totally away from the podcast apps, Zencaster has launched what they call the first end-to-end -end video podcast platform. The service now records 4K video and allows you to edit it, host, and distribute it to major platforms, including Spotify, Apple. And Google Podcast. Now we're supported by Squadcast, but again, um, have you had a little shifty around Zencaster's new platform? Yeah, this was a bit of a confusing press release because what Zencaster is basically doing, by the sounds of things, is hosting podcasts and hosting uh, both video and audio podcasts. Uh, it talks about distributing your video podcast to Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Let's be clear, they won't do that. They can't get your video podcast if that you record with Zencaster into Spotify because the only people who can do that are Anchor. And they won't get your video podcast into Google Podcasts because Google doesn't support video podcasts at all. So what that line actually meant was that um, the audio podcasts that you might host with Zencaster can get into both Spotify and Google podcasts. It's all um, a, a bit of a confusing press release. Um, but, you know, nice to see additional 
competition in this space. You know, Squadcast is a very good tool that we use every week. Uh, there's Riverside, of course, which is a, an excellent tool uh, too, which is also doing video. Um, and uh, Zencaster adding video in there as well, I think d- does show that, uh, you know, YouTube is is going to be a thing. And at some point, um, you know, more people will be making their shows in video. So, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that that's what their plan is in the future. But yeah, yeah. I've never used Zencaster, so I, I, I couldn't tell you whether it was good, bad or indifferent, really. No, the only thing that I can tell you about Zencaster is that they had some very nice T-shirts um, at <laughs> Podcast Movement, um, and I grabbed one of those. Um, but obviously, I'm not wearing it today. In fact, I'm wearing a Stitcher T-shirt today. Um, because I'm testing out all of the T-shirts, swag that I picked up, um, and uh, why ever not. And uh, the folk from Clean Feed were also at uh, Podcast Movement as well, um, mm. chatting to Adam, who um, uh, who uses uh, Clean Feed. Uh, in fact, I notice I'm on the media podcast on Friday uh, in the UK, and they use Clean Feed too now. Um, they used to use Zoom, so I'm glad that they've moved on to you know a decent um, a decent platform. Um, so. Um, um, you know, so good to end up seeing those uh, folk uh, as well. Yeah, talking of Zoom, it seems uh, in the US there was a report you highlighted. Most podcast producers use Zoom for guest interviews. According to new research from Interview Valley, it announced at Podcast Movement that 74% of guest interviews had a video component and 5% of the shows charged the guests to appear, which is really weird. Yeah, um, isn't it? But um, a high percentage there using Zoom. Um, is that just people going, what's the easiest, quickest way to create a podcast and going Zoom rather than looking at these other platforms? Yeah, I think it's that um, everybody understands how to use Zoom because of the pandemic. Uh, And so therefore, it's easier to ask uh, potential guests, we'll just chat on Zoom. Um, I I think it would be better if they were to use, you know, a proper recording tool like Squadcast, particularly because, you know, Squadcast um, sits there and records at both ends. So, you know, as we've been chatting uh, today, you know, the internet has sort of frozen a little bit. And um, sometimes I've missed the occasional word that you've ended up saying. But this recording, of course, has none of that because it's recorded at your end as well as at my end. Um, That's the benefit of these uh, tools. And that's something that um, Zoom doesn't do. So, you know, I, I, I suspect that it's just quite a lot of podcasters are either lazy or they are um, concerned about getting their um, their users to jump through too many hoops. You know, the people that they're interviewing to jump too many hoops. And, um, you know, and maybe it's just it's just easier for them just to use that sort of thing. Moving on, James, uh, let's have a look around Podland. What's going on closer to your home? Australia, it seems. Congratulations to Corey Layton. Uh, what's he done? Yes, he has won the Radio Today Executive Leader of the Year. He is the head of Digital Audio ARN's iHeart Podcast Network Australia. Uh, He's a very nice man, and uh, many congratulations um, to him there. In Germany, a bunch of things going on. Audi has purchased AudioMe, which is um, an Austrian company which focuses on podcast advertising to German uh, countries. Also, Libsyn uh, purchased a German podcast company company last week, uh, Julep Podcasting. So uh, there's clearly stuff going on in Germany as well. 
Podimo in Finland um, has launched a subscription podcast and audiobook platform. Now, Podimo is a really interesting company for me because it doesn't really hit my radar, but they raised a ton of money um, mm. a year ago, 70 million, I remember. Uh, mm. It launches with a number of exclusive shows in Finland and will translate others to Finnish. 15% of Finns are already paying for podcasts. Yes, and I can also wealthy. tell you it is uh, it is officially Podimo and not Podimo, which I may have called it in the past. It's Podimo, I asked. Uh, to the UK and uh, Audio Boom debuted uh, a new slate of original podcasts uh, there, but also a very, very big launch this week. Um, the News Agents, which is a new daily news podcast from Global. Um, Matt Deegan, friend of the show, estimates that uh, more than a million quid has been spent on launching that particular show. They're getting new studios and everything, apparently, uh, which is all very nice. And uh, typical BBC, they chose the launch date of the news agents which is hosted by uh, Emily Maitlis and John Sopel to announce the replacement for Emily Maitlis and John Sopel on the Americast um, so uh, you know there, there they are competing with the commercial broadcasters like they say that they never do uh, the show will be hosted now by Justin Webb Sarah Smith Mariana Spring and The Zerch whatever that is uh, so that should be fun yeah, on next week's show, uh, I'm excited that we'll be having Dino Sophos, James, to come and tell us all about the news agents. Um, yes, and he's the man behind some- uh, the news agents that uh, works for uh, Persephonica, and uh, yeah, and he's a bright man. Uh, I've been reading the reviews of the first episode of the news agents, and the reviews are. Uh, not entirely positive, but there again, not entirely positive, possibly because the newspapers who have printed the reviews obviously have their own podcasts and they are loath to give Global uh, any benefit there. But uh, one person calls it a slick, expensive mess. Uh, and uh, one person says, I would have switched off after 11 minutes had I not been contractually obliged to listen. Ouch. Um, that said, I've listened to the first two, uh, and they're pretty good. So uh, congratulations to uh, Global for doing something that's uh, pretty cool there. Yeah, they're aiming to get 100,000 UK listeners every day. Yes, so uh, good luck with that. I would have thought that they should be able to manage that pretty uh, easily. So that's a smart thing. Uh, To Asia, where I will be next week, Acast has announced a new schedule for its uh, popular A-Class digital event program. uh, And they are focusing on Asian voices in this month's uh, session. I think Asian voices from the UK in this particular case. But anyway, uh, you can find more information, obviously, on the Acast uh, website. Celebrating Asian Voices is there first event and um, there's uh, Radio Days Asia which I will be at on Tuesday and Wednesday that's in Kuala Lumpur in uh, Malaysia and looking forward to uh, taking part um, in that and lots and lots of um, really good uh, Asian podcasters will be there so um, more news on that on Thursday's Podland. Mm. Now over to Africa. Uh, Podcasting in Africa is on the rise. Why is it not profitable yet is a story that's in Tech Cabal. Uh, It looks at the podcast industry throughout Africa. So I'll I'll certainly put a show note link to that. Did you have any more to say on that report, James? 
Yes, a lot of the conversation is around, uh, you know, data costs and that sort of thing. Um, but also just, you know, it's it's still uh, a very um, uh, young market uh, there. So interesting to see a little bit of growth going on in uh, Africa. And uh, in the US, uh, Libsyn have launched uh, a new programmatic ad solution for Libsyn hosted shows, hot on the heels of Blueberry, who did so last week. Uh, so that's now an awful lot of additional inventory, which will be available for people wanting to advertise programmatically into podcasts. Um, so it'll be interesting to find out how much of that is filled. And Odyssey is now using Sounder as the company's brand safety partner. They're joining Spoken Layer, iHeartRadio and DAX. Now, we don't normally uh, do the charts. I know on Pod News, James, you have the charts every week, the Spotify and Apple number one listed. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, it doesn't change much on the Spotify account. Normally, it says Joe Rogan, and that's it, really. Um, but it, there's a new entry at number one in the Spotify charts. Who's taken the spot? Yes, there is a new entry. It's Archetypes with Megan, the Duchess of Sussex. Um, and uh, the first couple of episodes are already available. It's uh, produced um, by uh, Gimlet. Um, I have been wading through so many hot takes on this podcast. It's ridiculous. Not covered any of them. Um, but interesting to see that um, Archetypes has finally pushed uh, Joe Rogan off the top for at least uh, a little bit. Uh, Mariah Carey is on uh, episode two. Um, and uh, I can't remember who was on episode one. Have you listened to it? Yeah, uh, it was Serena Williams. And yeah. look, I, I, I just came off the back of watching uh, Will Smith's film portraying um, Will's, uh, Serena Williams' father, mm. um, Richard the King. Um, the Look, I was coming back from Cornwall, sat in the car with my wife. We thought, great, look, let's stick it on. Let's give it a go. Great. Um, I know Rebecca Sinanis, who's the producer. Yeah. So I wanted to see how it gone down. Um, you know, it's slick. It, it, you know, the first opening 10, 15 minutes is very slick. It's very well produced. And also uh, going on in uh, in the charts, uh, there's been a new people chart. Uh, Inside Radio has published its annual list of the most powerful people in podcasting. Now, I have um, taken the mick out of this chart in previous years um, because Inside Radio is not very good at, uh, at mentioning that it is owned by iHeartRadio. Um, and not only is it owned by iHeartRadio, but every single uh, year for the last five years, weirdly, iHeart's Conal Byrne has been number one uh, of the most powerful people in podcasting. And I'm sure that Conal really is a very powerful person in podcasting, but I'm not necessarily sure that he's always going to be number one in there. Anyway, what they've done is instead of making this a top 10, uh, they have now made it 50 and they have now very cleverly put it into alphabetical order. So it's just literally a list of uh, people. That's a bright move and a clever move. And uh, and I, I support it. So thank you, Inside Radio, for uh, doing that. I mean, if only you'd just mentioned the fact that you're owned by iHeartRadio, that would be probably a good move, too. And added you to the list would have been good as well. Well, you know, I mean, you weren't there either, Sam. So, you know, no, what, what I'm never going to be there. I'm never <laughs> looking on that list going, oh, why am I not there? Never frankly, a thought. 
uh, and frankly, I'm never going to be there uh, too. And I should obviously point out that they are competition to me. But I can also see that there's a be- uh, that there's um, you know credit where credit's due, and it's uh, and it's pretty good to see that they've been a little bit a little bit more uh, transparent in the way that they put that list uh, together. There's another chart as well out there, Fountain, uh, which uh, has launched its own podcast chart. Um, and I normally uh, am not a particular fan of podcast charts, but Pod News is number 48, and therefore I think that this chart is excellent. Uh, so congratulations, <laughs> Fountain. Um, what's interesting is it's basically it's a list of shows um, where it shows you the uh, most supported podcasts by Boostergram, the most supported episodes, and the baller boosts. So you can see what type of um, amount uh, people are actually boosting. Uh, it's a nice plan. So um, uh, it's a clever uh, system from uh, Fountain. So um, it's good to see it. Yeah, no, they're using good gamification there to um, create a leaderboard. Well done. Nice job. Yes, and, talk, and talking about boosts, it's time for... Now it's time for the Booster, 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 Boostergram Corner. Boostergram Corner. I don't know a thing about crypto. Boostergram Corner, it is indeed. And uh, uh, lots of uh, boosts over the last couple of weeks. As you noticed, uh, last week was a special from the floor of uh, Dallas. So therefore, no Boostergrams in there. Uh, but thank you to the many people who have sent us boosts, uh, including uh, Sitch Radio, who sent us 1,000 sats from Fountain. Much love from Sitch Radio and Growth Network. Network podcasts and our collaborative show at feedops.com, which has got two D's, which is very confusing. Feedops.com, maybe. Uh, but uh, Sitch Radio, thank you uh, for that. That's very kind. Yeah, we got 5,000 sats from Dave Jones saying, James, it was great seeing you and getting to spend a little bit of time together this week. Sam, hope we get the same chance in the not too distant future. Indeed, Dave, I, uh, I would look forward to sitting down with you and and I having a red glass of red wine uh, and you probably having a beer. But it would be lovely to chew the cud, as they say. Yes, it was really good to see uh, Dave. I didn't speak to him for very long. I didn't speak to Adam for very long, but it was really good to see uh, both of those. Uh, and they even turned up to the uh, to the piss up in a brewery that I or, that I organised, which was uh, pretty good. Uh, so that was nice. And talking about Adam, twenty five thousand sats. That's our big baller of the week. I've asked whether the big baller jingle can be added into the list on um, on the GitHub, and um, and uh, I think that's fallen on deaf ears. But I'll ask again. Can we have the big baller jingle? please. I'd like to use that. Thanks. Anyway, Adam says, thank you for releasing early, which I, I, I guess I kind of did um, uh, on uh, Thursday last week. Great for the ride home, uh, indeed. And I very much enjoyed um, the Podcasting 2.0 uh, podcast uh, last week, which I listened to on the walk to a party at Podcast Movement. And it was essentially Adam and Dave doing what they always do, which is recording remotely. So Adam was on the 26th floor and Dave was on the 23rd floor. <laughs> they were just recording their show as they, ordinary, uh, as they ordinarily do. Uh, Dave did notice something, which uh, I'm glad that he noticed. He noticed that in the hotel, the stuff in the um, uh, in the shower gel bottle was exactly the same as the stuff in the shampoo bottle. Uh, I completely agree with that, Dave. Thank you for making that uh, very important journalistic point. Uh, so thank you for that, and thank you both for, both for your uh, sats. Uh, I appreciate it. Moritz from Albi has sent us. 
2,110 sats. That, that's a thing, isn't it, that number? I can't remember what it is. But anyway, via the um, uh, podcastindex.org website, can we help with the podcast value tag page on podcastnamespace.org? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, just go and, um, and uh, submit a pull request. That would be lovely. Thank you, Moritz. That would be a good thing. And um, we've also had the 888 uh, podcast sats from Old Podcast. Uh, James is going to bankrupt me if he does impressions every week. Go on, James. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Of, of these impressions that I do of uh, Todd Cochran, get your own dot com. I discover, by the way, that uh, if you are a host uh, with uh, Blueberry and you spend more than $20 a month, then you get your own dot com, which is a very clever plan. Uh, and <laughs> yes, and of Rob Greenlee. That's right, Todd. Um, Justin from the Optimal Living Daily Podcast Network. I met, uh, I, I met the folks from uh, the Optimal Living Daily Podcast. They bought me a beer as well, which was very kind. So uh, thank you to them and thank you also to Besire Podcast. Fun conversations, always love it. Uh, 50 sats from uh, Fountain, that's uh, all very kind. And if you do get value from this podcast, uh, then please do uh, consider dropping us a message and a boost. Uh, Use Fountain if you like, or use something else uh, if you like that better as well. Um, We would love to get your messages, uh, and that's always a good thing. And thank you to Kyron from Mere Mortals for reviewing us this week, James. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that podcast. He did. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It's called Value for Value. It's a great podcast. It's worthwhile having a listen to. And what I like about that is that he's cut us into the um, to the uh, splits uh, for this week. So we do actually get to see some of his um, his mentions as well. It's a really good thing. So uh, thank you, Karin, for uh, doing that. Um, let's move over to Event Corner, shall we? Because uh, there's lots coming up. Let me firstly tell you about Podcast Day 24, which is an excellent thing, uh, which I, I, I may be organising, uh, in Australia, um, October the 4th. Uh, if you are a fan of podcasting, you really should be coming to Podcast Day 24, which is in Sydney on October the 4th. Um, it's for eight hours. Um, and there's a lots of people speaking there. Not quite sure who I've announced so far and who I haven't, but um, you'll find more information at podcastday24.com as well as um, the uh, the day in London and the day in New York as well. I think um, behind the New York event is Steve Pratt, uh, ex of Pacific Content, as, uh, of course, as well. And uh, behind the London event is Matt Deegan uh, from um, Folder Media and uh, Peter Neagle uh, from uh, Radio Days Europe. So uh, it's a great event. If you uh, go and see one of them face to face, then you also get to see the other two um, on demand as well. So uh, it's well worth going to. Yeah, no, I'm going to be going to that, I hope. Um, Tickets are available now, and uh, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Indeed. Um, There's also the Publisher Podcast Summit in London on October the 5th. Um, You'll find a coupon code in the show notes uh, to save you money uh, for that. Uh, There's also a bunch of other things going on, including the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival, which is happening in Philadelphia in the end of October. She Podcasts and Podbean doing a live panel that everybody can watch on September the 9th. Um, Audio UK doing their Audio Production Awards, which is a big thing in the UK. The Irish Podcast Awards, of course, happening in Dublin on the 16th of September. Uh, And Podcast Futures, uh, quarter four, 2022, uh, which is happening in um, quarter three uh, in uh, New York City at the Javits Center. 
um, which uh, podcast radio is running, uh, and it's alongside the NAB show, which is also happening at about that sort of time. Yeah, so if you want to find any more about these events, go over to podevents.net, and you'll have all the links there as well. Indeed. So, what's happening for you this week in uh, Podland, Sam? Well, uh, my youngest daughter turns 18 today, so yes, that ages me very much. Thank you very much for doing that to me, but uh, congratulations (laughs) to my youngest daughter. And uh, to age me further, uh, not only are we having a marquee in the garden uh, and all the paraphernalia that goes with it, but it's Uh, coming along with 80 teenagers as well, so God help me. Wow, that's going to be fun. 80 teenagers. Yeah. Yes, I don't. I don't fancy. I don't fancy your loo after that. That's no, gonna... no, 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 no. Actually, James, totally agreed with you. So we've got porter loos for them. They're not you coming haven't. in the house. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, not coming is, in the house. This is this is how the other half live. You're not coming in the house. We've rented some special loos just for you. Exactly. Wowee. Well, that's going to be fun. Um, and and this is happening what today? Uh, no, her birthday's today, uh, mm-hmm. as we record on Thursday, and uh, on Saturday we have the influx of uh, 17 and 18-year-olds coming to the house, So, uh, but they're wow. going in the garden, they're staying in the garden, they're never coming near the house, that's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, James, I'll let you know if I've recovered by next wow. week. Now, well, what's happening for you in Podland this week? Well, good luck. Um, so in Podland this week, uh, I've been recovering from Dallas, because my goodness, that's a lot of hard work podcast movement um and uh what i'm doing is i'm just getting ready to fly off to kuala lumpur in malaysia which is where i'll be at the beginning of next week for radio days asia uh which should be good fun looking forward to that um and uh yeah that should be uh, that, that that should be a good thing and um you know a few other things uh irons in the fire and uh, so on and yes that's it for this week if you like this episode of podland please tell others to visit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts we'll be back next week with another review and analysis of all things podcasting you'll also find all our previous shows and interviews on our website podland.news you can give us feedback using a boost scram and if your podcast app doesn't support boost then as we say grab a new app from podnews.net forward slash new podcast apps Yes, if you want daily news, you should get Pod News. The newsletter's free at podnews.net. The podcast can be found in your podcast app, and all of the stories that we've discussed on Podland today are in the show notes. We use uh, chapters and transcripts too. Our music is from Studio Dragonfly. It is Studio Dragonfly, which is a brand new name for the previous uh, name that we used to mention before. Um, they were due to be at Podcast Movement, Studio Dragonfly, but um, uh, they, they ended up um, at least one of them Chris ended up uh, flying all the way to Dallas and then spent an entire week in isolation in his Airbnb uh, which is no good at all but um, just a a note to thank Studio Dragonfly for the music that we use uh, every single week and you should check out their website they've got uh, a ton of uh, music which is available for podcasts um, both um, you know little uh, uh, effects but also uh, full um, uh, full uh, music and uh, and albums as well. It's at studiodragonfly.com, I think. Should probably check that, shouldn't I? Uh, studio Dragonfly. 
www.thisisbusinessbeyond.com. I was correct. Uh, it's so worthwhile uh, going over there and uh, supporting them. Uh, we are hosted and sponsored by our good friends Buzzsprout and Squadcast. We are indeed. Uh, thanks to them and keep listening. <laughs>